You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to the Run the Riot podcast. So glad you're listening today. Real quick, today's podcast is brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series. Check their races out. They include the Flat Rock Triple Crown, the Lake McMurtry Run, Flower Moon, then the Dark and Dirty. You go to Outlaw100.com. The Outlaw 100 Miler is their flagship race. It's a tough one, guys. You need to check it out. Um, so go to Outlaw100.com and look at all that they've got going on. And uh, great, great races put on by great people. So check that out. Also brought to you by T8.run. Gear for ultra runners by ultra runners. Man, the commando shorts are guaranteed to keep all your tender parts chafe free so go to t8.run www.t8.run you can use the discount code 50-run the riot that is 50-run the riot get a discount so check that out Uh, also on the website uh, we've got a little patreon thing going on here um if you go to www.runtheriot.run and click on the Patreon link if you want to help contribute. And that's just a way that you can give a buck or two a month to help uh, just partner with us in putting out the podcast. Uh, I love doing it, but, uh, you know, some people have asked, you know, if they can partner. And we've got some some awesome people that are partnering just a few bucks a month, but every little bit helps. So, you know, instead of buying a cup of coffee, you can throw a little bit my way, help defray some of the costs for the podcast. You know, if you can't understand, times are tough, man. It's all good. So, all right, well, today on the Run the Riot podcast, we've got another one of our Louisiana boys, all right, Uh, Derek Dowell. Now, Derek Dowell is a beast of a runner. He has done a bunch of 100-mile races, a bunch of marathons, a bunch of just other ultras. He has done a lot all over the world. He's, he's, he's a Marine, uh, serving our country. He's, he's, at, he's, he's, he does it now and, uh, he's going to continue to do it till he retires, but he gets to go and run all these amazing races. Um, and man, he, he's got a wealth of experience with all of the races that he, that he's run. He's done bad water. He did bad water. He ended up DNFing bad water and he's, he's, he's going to go back. And so, um, so, so check that out. Uh, you know, we have some discussions about that and talk about just from western states to just so many races that he's done and uh, i might even talk him into doing a 200 it sounds like he's on the fence but anyway man a wealth of information that you can get uh check out Derek dow dude is tough All right, today on the Run the Riot podcast, we've got uh, a, a Louisiana, another Louisiana guy, Louisiana boy, <laughs> Derek Dow. Derek, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate it, David. Well, Derek, uh, so you, I, I knew your name, heard about you when I first started running ultras, and like my first ultra was in, in 2013, and by 2013, you were already tearing some things up, and uh, I think you and I... Um, I think you were really on my radar. Uh, you and I both ran the last year in 2015 that they had the Rouge Orleans. Yeah. And uh, yep. you and I both ran that sucker and, uh, you know, about died on the levee, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So you, but I, I, looking back, like I said before I started recording, you've been you've been running ultras a while. So when did you start running? Like when 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 was this a thing for you, man? Uh, I didn't really start distance running until about 2009. I was more okay. or less like I'm, I thought I wanted to be a bodybuilder and just lifted weights and power lifted and stuff like that. And I hurt my shoulder. So I was like bored. And I was like, well, I'm used to going to the gym every day. So I just went outside and went for a run. And I was like, wow, that was awesome. So then yeah. I just signed up for like a 5K and I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. And I just gradually just built up my distances. And then I ran a marathon. And somebody gave me Dean Carnassus's book, Ultra Marathon, man. And I was, <laughs> yeah. like, blown away. I was like, wow, I didn't know a human could run 100 miles <laughs> in one day. And I was like, I've got to try that. And and I did. So, and it's just, you know, it's just been a wild journey ever since, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're, um, you're, you're, you're in the military, right? You're still, you're still in the military? Yeah, you're a Marine? Yeah, I'm in the Marines. I've been in for over 17 years, so. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Hey, thank you. Thank you for your service, man. I appreciate yeah, that. thank you. Yeah. So it, were you, you started this, well, then you started while you were in the military, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was already, I mean, I had to run to stay in shape, but we only run three miles for our physical fitness test. So, I mean, it's not like you need to be in marathon shape or anything like, or ultra shape to, to pass that test. So yeah. I didn't do a lot of running before 2009. Gotcha. So well, you kind of started, uh, my, you know, my journey started in 2009, and I, my first race was was a marathon. I did the Baton Rouge Beach Marathon in 2010. Oh yeah, I love that race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just a half marathon, so you yeah. you, you can only one loop it. But <laughs> yeah. so when when where were you stationed? Where were you? Were you in Louisiana when you first started running the the ultra marathons? Uh, I was. Yeah, I was stationed in New Orleans actually at the uh, the little Navy Reserve base down there in Bell Chase. Okay. I'm actually still there. I've been there for over 10 years now, so I'm oh, hoping okay. to just be able to retire from there. And uh, yeah, so I've been there forever and just just been running loops around that base. And <laughs> well, well, so you're you started doing this uh, when you started. I mean, now it's it's such a big thing, and we have so many races to choose from. And even when I started, and I ran uh, my first ultra was was um, uh, Cajun Coyote in 2013 yeah. so even in 2013 there wasn't a whole lot to choose from how did you i don't know you just how did you start discovering these um the, the races back then you know well i knew the big ones obviously from re uh, reading dean's book so i yeah. knew western states that was always one i wanted to do and i knew bad water and i knew i had to do that one but i really i just kind of found i guess through dumb luck just internet searching i found ultra sign up Okay. And I was like, wow, this page is awesome. Like, of course, it was like my new obsession. Like, I'm on there every day searching for races, just signing up for stuff. And I guess gradually you meet more and more people and you find more and more races and you just kind of get involved with it. And Yeah, yeah. Well, what is your what is your training look like? Um, you're uh, you're 37, right? Yep. Yeah. OK. Be 38 Thanks. this week. So. Oh, all right. happy birthday early, man. Thank That's you. cool. Appreciate it. So, um, what does your training look like now and how has, how has it evolved since you, you've, you've learned how, how, well, real quick, how many, do you know about how many hundred milers you've done so far? I didn't even count. I've done, I finished 28 of them. 28 of them. Nice. Yeah, okay. I, I think I've DNF five others, so I've attempted 33. 
Okay, not what? Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And plus the fifty miles, fifty k's, uh, yeah, marathons, yeah. and all that stuff. So, so initially, how did you train? Because you know that's it was something back in the day. It was you know you just people just kind of winging it a little bit and stuff, and had to have to figure it out. So, how did you train back then, and then how are you training now for them? Yeah, I would say definitely uh, over ten years ago, it was definitely a lot of winging it. I didn't even know much about training for a marathon and. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of a gouge out there about training for ultras back then. I mean, there were a couple of books, but it was, like you said, it was more or less just us, us winging it out there. And I gradually got a little smarter, educated myself and read some more books. And my training obviously got a little more structured and, um, I got to where I could handle a hundred plus miles a week. And yeah. so I, and I, and my training definitely evolved and, but now I'm injured so I can, barely run 20 miles a week so it's uh well, right now but what, what injury are you dealing with right now man uh i got achilles tendonitis and it's just it's it's really bad i'm hoping to go see a doctor this week so hopefully i can get some kind of resolution for it yeah yeah isn't it crazy after after so many you know you, i don't know just when i start to think i'm bulletproof is when something flares up man you know <laughs> i know i know because i mean last this time last year i was running like 120 130 miles a week getting ready for bad water and i just felt <laughs> bulletproof like i like you said like i i felt like i could run whatever insane amount of miles every single day every week and i never got hurt but now the thought of going and running 20 miles just seems like kind of daunting you know so yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it's just a a, a, a little season, man, and, and you get back, you know, yeah. get back to it. Um, so you 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 um because my training, even for two hundred miles, you know, I guess everybody has has different philosophies and stuff, but like I think the most I've done in a week for training is about eighty five miles, you know, maybe and it might be different yeah. kind of miles and different things or whatever. So you've gotten up to hundred and twenty miles training for Badwater. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot of junk miles in there. Probably didn't need to run that many, and that's probably why yeah, I'm injured okay. right now. So I'm, I'm <laughs> still learning. I'm learning the hard way. Got you. Got you. Well, and everybody's what I'm, what I'm learn. You know what I tell people, and what I'm learning is everybody's a little bit different. Some people can, you know, can thrive off of low miles, and some people just need to eat up miles. You know, yeah. in training for for physical and and mental. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, so you've done, you've done bad water before, right? Uh, yep. have you, yeah. Yeah. W when did you do that? I did it, uh, the first time in 2016 and then I went back last year and I DNF'd, okay. um, around like mile 90 or so. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. What, what, what was different for you? Yeah. I think for me, like I can say I was hurt, but I could have, I could have finished. <laughs> it was more or less like knowing I already had that buckle. And knowing, like, hey, like, I've already done this, so, like, do I really want to push myself this hard again? And, and those thoughts creep into your mind oh, when man. you've already done it. And, and I just pulled the plug, and I, I regretted it immediately. We got back to the hotel, and I was like, why did I do that? Oh, man. Yeah, isn't it, it crazy? The, the, even after so many hundred miles, the, the mind game, that's still there. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. That's what I tell people all the time. It, they asked me how do I finish a hundred mile race, and I said, "Don't don't think rationally. Don't let <laughs> rational thoughts creep into your mind because no rational human being is going to try to run 135 miles across 
the Mojave Desert in the middle of July. That's just not what <laughs> rational people do. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, I now I had a DNF uh, last year uh, doing the Sanger de Cristo, um Ultra on the Rainbow Trail, and and you know, physically, I I looking back, I know I could have got it done. But there was that mental, you know, at mile 50 is when I have to do everything I just did over again. It was a double yeah. out back and stuff. And, and like, same thing, like, I regret it and I want redemption, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And now I've got, I've got the itch to go back to Badwater again. And I'm just like, I wish I would just left it alone, you know, because now i got to go back and do it again. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I heard somebody uh, gave advice to somebody saying, you know, when, when, when you're talking to somebody and they're, they're contemplating a DNF and, and you know they're not injured, you know, they're contemplating quitting. Uh, I, I thought this was pretty good advice telling them, especially somebody who's newer, saying, okay, you know how you feel right now? Well, if to get this done again, you're going to have to do everything you just did and you're going to feel this way again probably and you're going to have mm-hmm. to push through. So why not just push through now so you don't have to do it again? <laughs> it's like Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That pain is temporary, but the pain of a DNF, it stays with you. So yeah, yeah. That's what I always now, try to remind myself. Yeah. Now, you you were in Badwater again this year, right? No, I, did, I wasn't in for this year. I was on the wait list for Hard Rock, so I was oh, hoping to get into okay. that one. And, uh, and since they uh, did something with the lottery, they moved a bunch of us up off the, the never started wait list. So I'm in for Hard Rock next year, so I'm pretty stoked oh, about that. Nice, yeah. dude. Yeah. Okay. That's that's awesome. Cause I, yeah, I know they yeah. did some some craziness, and with it be it didn't happen in the last two years, right? Right. Yeah. So they they're making the veterans reapply to the lottery, but they moved a bunch of us who had never run it onto the start list. So that was cool. I thought. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. You got to get healed up, dude. So I know. I know. I'm, I've been I've been trying to get into that race for like seven years, just unsuccessfully. It's it's tough to get into. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, so all right, so I'm from you know I'm from South Louisiana, and and when we uh, when like one for example when a group of us decided to go run the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim, our game plan was and we didn't know if it was gonna work to practice for all the 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 vert you know the up and down we we we'd run the crap out of parking towers, you know we'd yeah. hit all the Lafayette parking towers at least once a week and 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 it worked pretty good. If you get yeah. if you're in Hard Rock. How in the world are you going to train for hard rock in South Louisiana? My gym has one of those treadmills that goes beyond like a 15% gradient. Okay. So I'm okay. just going to get on that bad boy and just, <laughs> just go like for hours at a time. Probably I'll put like a backpack on with some bricks or something and just, yeah. just to simulate what that's going to feel like. But I mean, ultimately we're at a disadvantage because we can't train for that kind of stuff. You can't, especially the altitude. That's, that's yeah. the real kicker. Well, this, I, how, how did you, okay, we were both at, at, at Silver Heels, and uh, how, how did the altitude treat you, man? It, it was still hard to breathe. I've done Leadville four times, and I never yeah. get used to that feeling. It just, yeah. like, I, I felt like I was working ten times harder just to yeah. run, a, like, a, a ten-minute pace on a flat section of course. Yeah, man. I we went. Uh, me and another guy, uh, my friend Sean Barnes, the day before, we just went on a little shakeout run in uh in Fair Play, and yeah. oh man, I was like, this is tomorrow's gonna be a beating, you know, because we were running flat in Fair Play at nine thousand nine hundred feet, and you know the race goes up, you know, so yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's that that was a that's tough, man. So yeah, we're I mean, automatically us flatlanders are, are you know, we we have to deal with a lot more and you see these mountain goats, man, just kind of oh, just kind of tiptoeing up past you and you're like, "Ah, crap." <laughs> it's like Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's kind of like a source of pride for me because I go to all these races and I tell people where I'm from. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm from New Orleans, and they're like, "How do you train for this?" And I just say, "Well, I don't. I just show up." <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, it, man. <laughs> I'm just yeah, here. yeah, yeah. At, at Silver Hills, I was running with a guy. I forgot his name from uh, from France, and he's like, "Oh, how how early did you come down? Did you come here?" And I was like, "I got here yesterday." He's like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, know? "Hey, we got there Thursday evening." So. Yeah, exactly. yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah, and I, I'm the same way. I think, you know, when I can go and, um, you know, like when I did ta- the Tahoe 200, when I can go and I, I, I do, I compete pretty good, you know, and, and, uh, no altitude training and just making the best of what I can with the few hills around here. I, I feel pretty good about myself, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Well, uh, so you've, you've done all these races, man. You've done, uh, I'm looking at your ultra sign up now. Um, what has been your, 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 what you feel like you've been your highlight so far? I mean, what's been your, I guess your favorite, you know, you want to, I don't know. What's your, what's your favorite so far? I, I hate to ask that one, but I think I'm honestly the best, the, my favorite thing was doing the grand slam two years ago. Yeah. I think That's I was true. the first person from Louisiana to do that. And it uh-huh. took me like seven years to get into Western States. I was literally one of those people. That was like oh, I had a ninety. I think you froze up, of, man. Hang on a sec. Uh oh. Hey, you there? Oh. Yeah. Okay, I got you back. Okay, so the, yeah, okay. you you said you the Grand Slam two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I think I was the first person from Louisiana to do that, and uh, it took me forever to get into Western states. And I always said if I ever did, I would definitely slam, and and I did it. And I mean, it was so hard, but. I somehow finished it and it was just, it was what an incredible experience. And I got married that summer. We bought a house. It was just like a <laughs> whirlwind summer. And then we Dude. threw in the keys 100 on top of the slam. So we did five 100s in 15 weeks, got married, oh, bought man. a house. And yeah, it was just, it was pretty wild. Well, how did, okay. So I, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about like, like stress levels because like, number one, we, we, we go through physical, uh, you know, we put our body through physical, physical stress in training and stuff. Well, you, you threw like marriage, one of the the biggest stressors and then buying a house is another yeah. huge one, like yeah. financially. So how did, do you feel like that, that, uh, that, uh, affected you much or how, are you just kind of like, let's do this or like kind of, I don't know. I just kind of took it all in stride and she did too. I mean, we, we we were I guess she was a good sport about it and like I remember just getting back from I think it was from Vermont and uh, we still had boxes in the house we had been living in the house for like three weeks and we still hadn't even unpacked yet so that was just kind of our life was like living out of a suitcase that whole summer and it was but it was fun you know so yeah yeah well those she, experiences she she kind of knew what she was getting into but that's baptism by fire right there man oh yeah yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you you did i forgot you did get into western states so uh you know i got in i was one of the lucky ones man i got in after after two two years of tickets oh, dude. Man. Lucky. yeah yeah i was really lucky so what did what were your thoughts on uh on western states especially being a, a flatlander i liked it but i was i don't know i was kind of underwhelmed like i'd, I'd I guess there's like this mystique surrounding Western states. Like it's like the ultimate race. And 
I get there and it was cool, but I had run better races than I thought. I I like Leadville better and really. I mean, but it was it was a really cool race. Yeah. I just yeah. I mean, it's the original, so it's it's the granddaddy of them all. You got to do it, I guess. And right, right. Yeah. But I, I'm not sure I would go back and do it again. Got gotcha. you. Well, I hadn't got into Leadville yet. I'm still trying. I, we were going to volunteer yeah, this they, year. <laughs> it used to be just first come, first serve, but now it's it's hard to get into now. So. Yeah. Well, well, well. Back to Western States. Okay, about it. What did you think about the canyons? How did how did oh, you handle? Oh, I, I got so overheated. Yeah. Like it was hot, like bad water hot in that section. Yeah. I did not take that part seriously. I didn't do any kind of heat training. I thought, oh, I, I did bad water a couple years ago. I live in Louisiana. It can't be that bad. It's in the mountains. And I got through that section, and I was just cooking. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I couldn't stomach anything. Yeah. I don't know how I made it through there because I, was, I wasn't eating or drinking or going to the yeah. bathroom anymore. It was it was getting heavy there for a while. Yeah, and then you gotta climb out of them, dude. It's, it's <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, that climb. What was that? Devil's thumb. That 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 is a brutal climb. Yeah, I had another name for it. It was more like Devil's anus. I think I called it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and as bad as it was when I did it, it it was a quote unquote cool year, uh, and it was still hot. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. Jeff Browning, when I told him, uh, you know, I got to run it, he said, oh, it was cold that year. And I was like, dude, stop. It was hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know it's hot when people from Louisiana say it's hot, too. Oh, yeah. No kidding. So I thought, um, you know, I live here in Oklahoma now. And um, I don't know. We've been having a, a super humid wave this year where the humidity is is 98%, you know. And I was like, I feel right at home. It's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> – yeah. Well, and that's you know I I do think though that training in South Louisiana in the heat and humidity does help us you know for oh yeah for definitely definitely yeah did um so I, I haven't done bad water haven't um experienced it but like how that sort of uh, of heat when you first got out there being from Louisiana running and training in heat and humidity how how did you uh, how was your I don't know what was your reaction to it, and how did your body react to it the first year you were there? It was it was like otherworldly hot, and and I like you said, I've trained here in Louisiana. I've been to the Middle East several times. I've been to Iraq and Kuwait, so I thought, oh, I've been to the desert before, so I know what this is gonna feel like. But I got out there and I got in the middle of that race, and I have never been so hot in my whole life. Like I mean, I thought I was cooking alive. It was so hot. It was just I can't even describe it you how hot it is it's just otherworldly really it's incredible yeah so what did you what how how did you train did you do sauna training and stuff before I your did first time sauna training but mainly i just i would go and i'd put on like a hoodie and a beanie and i'd go for a run in the middle of the day here in louisiana and i mean that would that would help but it's the hum, humid heat's different than that dry heat like yeah. you cannot stay hydrated out there it's just so dry and how is how is uh, I've been in like a dry sauna before, and how is the the just breathing out there in that kind of heat, man? Yeah, it's definitely hard to breathe. Like your throat gets scratchy, and your yeah, it's just it's it's totally different than than humid heat. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so you being a a, a marine, um, and and starting to do these races, do you feel like um, I don't know the the you know being a marine, the marine mentality helped help you 
you know, in, in, I don't know, in training, number one, in the discipline to train and in the discipline to get it done. Yeah, definitely did. Especially just from the mental aspect of it, just because like, I mean, we've been through stuff and in in our training and boot camp and, and stuff like that, that helps us mentally prepare just to be miserable. To, to embrace <laughs> the suffering, you know. So I guess I had that part already down. So yeah. Now, now, do you for a race? Um, you know, my wife just you know called me anal about some things because I do kind of, and I'm a little more lax now. When I first started doing, them, I was a little more, but I still always go kind of in with a spreadsheet, uh, kind of a about about when I'm going to hit certain aid stations, and and kind of I plan it out. Do do you do that sort of thing? Oh no, I'm totally opposite. Okay. <laughs> my wife hates me because i'll like sign up for these races i won't read any bit of the course description i won't i won't read where it is like i'm just gonna sign up and she's like did you see that this race is like four hour drive and you've got a it, it's like five hours to each aid station i'm like oh i didn't even read anything it just sounded cool the pictures looked so cool and they had a cool belt buckle so i thought i'd run it <laughs> well is that part of the like the marine in you? You like you like the surprise. You're gonna be ambushed yeah, by the yeah, race. Like, I, I don't want to read about it because then I'll like talk myself out of it. I guess. And I mean that's part of the fun. I guess the spontaneity of it. But it, it gets me in a lot of trouble it gets because me I don't up. read a lot of the course descriptions, and I'll show up and I'm like, oh man, I probably should have read more about this race. And, so. and your wife's trying to crew you, and you like, I just. I'll see you wherever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and it's usually just her and I. Like, so it's not like I have a big crew and I have pacers. It's just her out there, and she's trying to navigate these like mountain roads in a rental vehicle. And I'm worried that she's gonna fly off the side of a mountain or get lost somewhere. And that's <laughs> well, don't don't let her listen to this because for my wife, I always hand her like a binder with all directions and everything else, and I try to yeah. you know. So, uh, and she still has adventures because of some of the places like that that she's got to drive and, and yeah. end up. But yeah, so you're right. She really has adventures out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, are you are you kind of the same? Like your your training. We talked a little bit about that. You are you kind of like that with your with your training, or do you have like you know a, a kind of a hundred mile training plan that you more or less go through, or do you just kind of run on how you feel like you need to go? I used to follow more of less of like a regimented plan, but now I guess in the last few years, I started running so many races that yeah. I, I more or less just would try to like squeeze in a long run on the weekends. And then the week I would just try to run how, whatever I felt like, like if I felt good and I got plenty of rest and I had an easy day at work, then I'd go for a 12, 15 mile run in the middle of the week. Yeah. But if I had to work long hours and, I didn't get a good night's sleep. I'd run six to seven miles. So I guess I would just sort of listen to my body yeah, and uh, yeah. but not follow like a strict plan just because it seemed like I was either recovering from a race or tapering for a new one or something like that. So, yeah. And it, it kind of what, one of the things I've learned is when I plan it out, I can kind of like when you do a race, you can kind of dip, you know, rest a little bit after, but, but then kind of do a quick ramp up for the next race yeah. and, and, yeah. and still recover. And your body, as you go, your body recovers quicker. Do you, um, now I've talked to people who, who do a lot of racing and stuff and, and some people, 
Um, you know, some people feel like they need a, after a, a hard raced hundred, they feel like they need a couple months, you know, recovery or something like that. How do you, and obviously you, you recover quicker. What, what do you feel like, you know, your recovery time is on, on a, on a hard run race? Um, usually about two weeks and then I feel not like 100%, but I feel, I feel pretty good after two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it depends on the race. If it's a, a mountain race, flat race, you know, whatever. Yeah, that, mountain races definitely beat me up more so just because of all the climbing. I don't get to – if I could run a lot of vert every day, then they wouldn't beat me up so much. But Yeah, yeah. And you uh, – I think you do kind of what I do also. You you use marathons as part of your oh, training. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love racing. Like, I'll, I'll run marathons, half marathons. I'll run a local 5K if, if that's all I can get my hands on, it's like every weekend I want to run some, some kind of race. I just, I love to compete. Yeah. Yeah. And you've done, um, you've got, you in the middle of a lot of your hundred milers, I don't remember what it was, but I remember you, you've knocked, you, you've done some pretty fast marathons, right? Yeah. But, I actually ran a PR marathon last year. Uh, I ran a 250 in Sevilla, Spain. And, uh, and then I came back home after I was overseas and then I ran a, a like a 254 at the Zydeco marathon at Lafayette. Nice. So I was like tearing it up last year and, and now I'm broken. So it just shows, <laughs> you know, how, how quickly things can change yeah. for you. Yeah. Well, I, so that was your, that was your PR. So you, you've gotten, after running all these hundred miles, you, you feel you've gotten faster in your marathon. I, I literally got faster. I started running PR marathons. The year after I did the slam. That's crazy. So it was incredible. And I only took two weeks off after Wasatch, and I was right back to, to training. Did you uh, Do you do a lot of speed work when you're preparing for a marathon? I do. I, I like to go to the track, and I like running okay. fast. It just, you know, it gets gets your adrenaline going. It's, it's more fun, I, I feel like. Yeah. My, well, my uh, my PR uh, in a marathon was was – I was training for hundreds and in the middle of it, I went and do the Louisiana marathon yeah. just as, just as Batman and, and then PR'd it. You know, it's <laughs> awesome. like, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I feel like you, you always PR do your best when you're not expecting so much, you know, that's kind of how I was last year. I wasn't expecting to do anything. I just showed up. Yeah. I didn't have any pressure on myself and I just, just ran. Yeah. Where you go out and just say, oh, let's just see, see what happens if, you know. Yeah, I, I just went out fast, and I was like, well, let's just see if I can hang on, and I did. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was incredible. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty awesome. Well, and I think, I think when, we, when you get used to running 100 miles, and, I mean, let's face it, no matter, no matter how many times you do it, you're still going to hurt. It, they all oh, hurt. Yeah. But when yeah. you run a marathon, that, that mentality like, okay, I'm going to hurt, but it's going to be over a lot quicker. So, you know, I can oh, just, yeah. you know, well, I mean, we still have some suck marathons where you end up burning too bad and are limping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Been there myself. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you've done all these, these hundred milers. I, I, there was, there was another one I wanted to ask you about. Hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm de- oh, you got okay. Thunder Rock. Holy crud, man. <laughs> what, what, what was your what was your hardest? What was your hardest one? Uh the hardest I guess the hardest race I've ever done is Badwater. Okay. But the hardest hundred I've ever done is probably called the I'm Tough One Hundred in Idaho. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Idaho's beautiful, man. I just kinda it really is, discovered and, it. 
and I was not expecting this race to be that hard. And it was just so technical, so steep, and just I mean, it was just it was just incredibly hard. Yeah, I'm looking you 34 hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, That's- I almost <laughs> got pulled, and that was I had never had to happen to me. Like I almost missed the time cut off. Oh. And I was like, wow, this I'm. I am not getting pulled, so I made up a bunch of time at the end. But I mean, that race was just really tough. Well, I, I'm I'm like you with you know I normally kind of you know I'm pretty good and I'm competing decently you know in a hundred miler and at at Silver Hills, dude, they were uh, at the aid station. I ended up it was I had never finished a hundred miler in over twenty four hours, and I finished this one in thirty two something. And yeah. and I, I remember when the reality, I was at an aid station. They were like, "Oh man, you're you're good. You're 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 hours ahead of cutoff." And normally, I don't even think about cutoff, you know. know. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, this is this is weird. You know, this is different." Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, that's how I was at that race. Yeah, man. So, um, what was what was the uh, you did man Wasatch? I'm looking at all these races that I want to do, and and yeah. <laughs> man, you you you've done them, um. In you did uh, what about the bear in in Utah? I heard about it. I heard that that's a pretty tough race, but it's a beautiful one. I love it. It's one of my favorites. It's just like the the time of the year with the foliage and and the course is just so beautiful. Yeah. But you can't predict the weather that time of year. Like one year there was like an epic blizzard, and then the next year it was hot. So you just don't know what you're gonna get that last weekend of September, in northern Utah and southern Idaho. Yeah, man. Well, and you've gotten to travel so much in in doing all these, and that's one of the things I love about. I love to, I, I guess, in, in I'm like you in that that aspect. You know, sign up for a race in a place you've never been, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then except I read a little bit on it, but like, you know, this year I'm doing the Moab, you know, 240, and I've never even been to Utah, and so yeah. I, I'm looking forward to exploring it. Um, oh, that being said. What do you think about the 200s, man? I don't know. I, that just, like, that is really, I'm trying to wrap my brain around that. Like, I don't know how you do that, man, like, going that far beyond 100. Like, I can't imagine getting to 100 miles and thinking, oh, wow, I got to do that again. And <laughs> That's a weird, that, that, like, for Tahoe, that was weird. I was at a 100, 100 mile aid station. I'm like, I, I'm halfway done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just they get to at Moab, you're gonna get to the hundred mile mark, and you're gonna be, you're not even gonna be halfway done. So it's just yeah. like, yeah, that that I, that's that's a really an aid station to. Eight, I mean, you, we do that in a hundred, you know, you, you aid station A's. It's kind of the same. It's just, yeah, it's out there. I think I think I think you would do well at it, man, because yeah. as, as a marine who's been out and packing, and you know, it's a little different mentality. You know, you're not going as hard, uh, right. But, um, you know, now, now your wife, she has to be super committed because that's a long time to crew, man. She already told me I'm on my own if I run a 200, <laughs> so that's probably why I haven't done it. Nice. I, I'm going to be doing it without a crew. <laughs> nice. And, and that's doable. There's a lot of people that do it. Yeah. But it's it's nice to have a, a, a vehicle with your stuff meeting you regularly, you know? Yeah, or just like a friendly face, you know, somebody to listen to your whine and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you this, though. If you if, if you if you do do it, they take they take really good care of you, you know, at, at the aid stations. But you're going to have to plan, you know, you're going to have to plan yeah. the drop bags and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, need to do it. It's It's been on my radar for a while, those 200s, so. 
Yeah. Well, I, let me know when you sign up, man. I, you know, okay. when, you decide, when you decide to do it, because uh, my triple got moved. You know, we pushed it to next year, and uh, but yeah. I kept I kept Moab because I think that's going to happen. So uh, we'll, that's we'll see what happens. Incredible, man! You're doing that triple crown of 200. That's uh, yeah. I might a I'll, lot. I might not be as excited halfway. <laughs> halfway yeah. <through>. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see but uh I, i'm hoping i can you know i can get it done but um, oh yeah you got it well so uh out of all the 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 hundreds that you've done uh is there any that you still have that you're like man i still really want to you know get this one or or you know one that you're trying to trying to put or you just kind of just find them and go just kind of i mean i obviously wanted to do the big ones and i i feel like i've done most of those I still, I'm doing hard rock next year and, um, yeah. but really I just want to run an ultra in every state. So I'm trying to pick off every state as I go now and yeah. I'm about halfway through and, uh, so nice. that's kind of my goal just to go new places and run races, meet new people and yeah, have some fun, I guess. That That's cool. And, and I, one of the things I noticed is when you were, uh, you had a really busy, busy few years you were you were all over the place i was like dang Derek's like yeah. he's out of the country now running a race and stuff yeah. so so uh your your job in the military um you know you're able to you're able to take some time and and do those it kind of facilitates uh uh, uh you know running around doing those races i guess huh yeah yeah definitely it's worked out well the last few years we've been going overseas uh spent a lot of time in germany and spain and we'll have some time off and i'll go find a race and I'll either go run an ultra. I've done some ultras in Portugal and Madeira Island and some really epic races. I mean, just some cool, cool places that a lot of people don't ever get to see. So that was, I've been blessed. That's, that's really cool, man. It, it, it seems like there should be like a Marine Corps ultra running team or something, man. I know they have a Marine Corps uh, marathon team, but not an ultra running team. How how cool would it be to that be your job in the military would be running ultra marathons? That would be <laughs> I would never retire. They would, <laughs> they would have to get rid of me. They would have to kick me out. What what by the way, what do you do in the military? What what's your job? Yeah, I'm a crew chief on a transport airplane. Okay. So yeah. you are you tra so you're traveling quite a bit? Yeah, we fly a lot and uh we fly a lot overseas and so I've, okay. I've literally seen the whole world. Oh, uh, it's man. been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah some people. Uh, my my dad was a, a sergeant in the Marine Corps, and uh, in fact, he stayed in a little extra so I could be born in uh, Beaufort, South Carolina. Oh uh, yeah, I've been I've been there before. Yeah, I think uh, I was I, I cost seventeen dollars because he only had to pay for my my mom's meals, and so yeah. I was like, I, I was a cheap one. I told him, you get what you pay for, Dad. So he's, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but some people take take to that that life really, you know, pretty good, real well, and uh, you know, some people just are ready to get out, but um, yeah. you know, you're, you're you're in it, you know, you're you're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how I made it this far, but I guess it's just like an ultra, you know, you just kind of keep going to the next aid station, you know, you just take it one day at a time. And yeah, just, just embrace it and, uh, and, yeah. and keep moving forward. So 17 yeah. years, uh, how, how long do you anticipate being in there? Three more and then I'm, I'm going to retire at, at 20. Wow. And you're going to be, uh, you're going to still be, you'll be 40, 40 more. Yeah, I'll be 41. Yeah. Oh wow! So then, well, then what, dude? You you could still do like another career. 
teach and, and coach cross country and uh nice okay and, and still travel and run races hopefully if my body cooperates yeah 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 what would you teach history okay i just I re- finished my master's in history so that's that's my passion okay i did i did see that i did see that uh and man we're living we're living some history right now dude it's gonna yeah, be yeah we are yeah. Just thinking in in twenty years teaching about twenty twenty, you know, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> yeah. whole, yeah. whole lot whole lot of crazy. Um, well, I saw you got the bear uh, next, uh, or you've got the yeah. bear on your on your ultra sign up and the fat dog uh, one twenty also. Uh, well, fat dog got canceled, so that was when I had to roll to next year. Okay, all right. How many you had rolled the next year? Probably a bazillion like me, or? Uh, yeah, I was gonna do Old Dominion, and that one's rolled the next year too. Um, and I was scheduled to run Boston, so I don't know what's gonna happen with that one. I may oh. have to reapply. Uh, yeah. And Marine Corps Marathon, so I had a bunch of races. Oh man, all yeah. Get, all get canceled on me. Well, I had I had the the Triple Crown, and then a bunch of my my training races leading up to yeah. it. And most of them got moved, so like my 2020 year will end up being next year, you know? So yeah. <laughs> it, 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 everything just got pushed, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, me too. what are you, um, are there any, I mean, are you, I, I think you probably did like, like I did like for silver, silver heels, you're like, oh, race is happening. So I'm, I'm jumping in and I'm going to try to, um, are there any that you're eyeing that you think you're going to jump into once you're, if you get healed up pretty quick or, um, I'm hoping to be healed up and run bare. And honestly, if I get to do that, I think I'd probably be good for the rest of this year. And I'm, I'm just hoping that maybe we can have some local races again, maybe a local half marathon or 10K yeah. even. Cause yeah. it, it, I miss those little races. Um, yeah. Yeah. I so. talked to, uh, to Edie and, um, uh, I was asking her about Lugaru in December and, uh, I think Chico state park is still closed and so wow. yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping they open that up. i mean that's just that 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 race is a you know that that course is a has a special place in my heart i've trained like crazy on it and yeah first ultra there and uh have you done red dirt yet no i, I want to do that i want to do her lugaru race too uh, yeah i've done the cajun coyote when it was run by those other people and uh but i want to go do her race i like her she's good people and yeah 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 she's she's solid i i need to get i i helped kind of set up red dirt and uh i've only done the 50k there and i need to, i need to get figure out a time when i can go and run the 100 who knows maybe maybe we'll both end up running february over there we can uh yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. yeah. we can go and push each other or something yeah uh, that, that'd be good uh but did you did you hear that the um the root speaking of when you and i ran together 2015 the rouge orleans is coming back as the voodoo ultra did you see I, that i heard isn't walker putting that on yeah walker and uh and jeff is is helping him with it uh okay. they're, they're, yeah. they're partnering up to do it so uh yeah 100 and, and they're calling it 130 plus miles i think okay yeah so that's I don't know, man. That's that's another one. That's yeah. I'm not sure I want to do that again. Yeah. But maybe I don't know. I, I <laughs> swore I would. A long way on that levee. Yeah, yeah. I swore I would never do it again, but I don't know. We'll see. But like, it's like, oh, the Mississippi. Oh, a plant. Oh, the Mississippi River. Like it. It's yeah. that that sucker was pretty monotonous, man. Oh man, that was. That, 
that's a mental that to me that's almost like uh running a hundred on a track you know <laughs> it's like, it was yeah and it didn't it didn't help that we started on a friday night yeah so and i had worked that day so i got off work <laughs> drove up to baton rouge and then just hopped out of the truck and just ran all night into the next day and next night <laughs> That was my first experience with hallucinating. It was was that oh, race? Yeah, I was hallucinating. <laughs> I was jumping over these things, and my buddy who was facing me was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "There's giant caterpillars," and I'm jumping over trying to dodge these. Ca-. He's like, "Man, you need to go sleep." <laughs> That's awesome. Is that uh? So that was my. I, I've I've seen things before, but that was my only time like legit hallucination. I ran. I, I'm running down the uh, the the levee, and I I ran or literally dodged something, and and for in my brain it was this guy putting a giant picture frame in the middle of the levee, and I ran around him, and then wow. <laughs> yeah, the, the other thing was this: there was a heavy set lady, um, trying to she was wearing a flowered dress, handing me flowers. I saw that, and I said, no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like what? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when caterpillars, though, I've never hallucinated cal- no. caterpillars. <laughs> I guess you just take it as tried. It's just entertainment at that point. Like, <laughs> yeah. And try not to run into the Mississippi or something or fall off the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I swore I'd never do it, but I don't know. Uh, I might go try to support my buddy Walker at some point if I can fit it in. We'll see. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, that, that, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'll leave it I'll at that. I'll say it never now, but you'll probably see me at the start line. Just Yeah, I, I think mean, it – and then in Mar- and doing it in March, so you just don't know what the weather – in February, it could be yeah. hot during the day, and I, I did the three-man relay when it was, like, freezing. Um, so you just don't know in March uh, what you're going to get, you know? Yeah, I know. Cool. Well, man, um, so – some people that that listen to the podcast, there are some people that have done, you know, a lot of races, you know, who, who are experienced kind of like us have, have been through it. But there are a lot of people who who are, are fairly new, who are trying to, to, to learn and and, you know, they just just trying to get as much as they can and understand the mentality. If you are when you talk to somebody who's thinking about doing an ultra, who wants to get into it, has maybe done a few local races, some marathons. I don't know. What what kind of encouragement do you give them? What kind of advice do you give people who are just starting out? I would say, I mean, find a good training plan and, and try to stick to that. And like I was telling you earlier, like the best advice I could give somebody is like when you get in the middle of that race, leave all rational thought at home. Like you, you just got to think irrationally, like I'm going to finish this race no matter what. Be singularly focused on – finishing that race nothing else in your life for those 12 24 36 hours matters and it's kind of selfish way to think but that's kind of how you, you can't start thinking about all the white noise in your life you just got to focus on getting to that next aid station put one foot in front of the other and that's that's the best advice i think i could give to somebody just yeah i like that i like that uh, uh, rational thought don't do it <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like that. Well, uh, another thing I always like to ask is, um, you know, especially for ex- people experience, what are you, uh, what works for you nutritionally? What are you using? I, I eat a lot of real food, especially in hundreds. Yeah. Like yeah. I hate goose. I'll eat goose for marathons. Like I'll yeah. just because they're easy and I'm running kind of fast. So I don't have time to shove a cookie down my throat, but 
in a hundred, I'm gonna eat real food like sandwiches, pizza, yeah. uh, cookies. I mean, obviously junk food, but I mean <laughs> any kind of potatoes, yeah. ramen noodles, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, like one of my, I, I don't drink sodas normally, but but Coke at night for an ultra oh, is, yeah. is my I jam. Love, I love some caffeine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Coke and uh, Coke, and then my um, uh, the noodles and broth at night. That's my I. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to get to the night so I can start doing my broth and my coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, I would say just find what works for you. I mean, it, it, you kind of got to experiment a little bit and do that in your training. And yeah. And, and what works at some at one point might not work later on. I used to exactly. I used to goose and tailwind and stuff like that, but until my stomach decided it didn't like it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and when I'm when I get really hot, I cannot eat. So that's that's another thing. Like, what kind of race are you running? Where where are you at? So if you're yeah. gonna be somewhere hot, you're you might gonna have to rely on liquid calories, and you're not gonna be able to stomach a piece of pizza and it's 120 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So what kind of uh, uh what other equipment do you use? Do you like like what shoes do you wear uh when you're when it comes to trails? I'm pretty much a Solomon guy. Um, okay, and I wear like a solomon pack and for the road I, i'll wear any kind of regular road shoes i like hokas for for longer races obviously they're nice and cushy but uh yeah i, I guess when it comes to trails that uh, solomon's my, my go-to gotcha all right and then uh this is a kind of uh do you use what do you use for gps are you using garmin have you been mad lately <laughs> uh, I'm, luckily i'm not a garmin guy i'm a okay. Suto guy so. okay same yeah same here soon two nine yeah yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Been, I've been rocking Suto for like eight nine years now so gotcha I like them yeah, that's that's where I am. I, I got the Ambit Three Peak, and that thing was like a, a tank. I beat the crap out of it, and I it's. I love that. I love that thing. I have that one too. Yeah, yeah, and I I got the nine now, and it's still it's just as good. So it's it's good. Okay. I'm cruising with it. I'm cruising with it. <laughs> yeah, I have to check yeah. that one out. Yeah. Well, man, uh, I appreciate you taking time, and um, you know, I know you got work to do, and I, I got this this meeting I have to end up going to, but um. Man, thanks for for taking time to to visit. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and in the show notes post probably a link to your um your your um social media and your ultra sign up. So people if people okay. have questions about races or something, they I don't know they may message you or or whatever. But um I hope you get healed up soon, man. Uh, cause I love watching the the races that you do. <laughs> yeah, me too. Thank you though. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get to uh, we'll get to race again soon, man. It'd be good good yeah, to see. Forward to it. Yeah, I was hoping that Silver Heroes we'd be able to catch some some miles together or get to visit, but we we, we didn't get to. Uh, so well, hopefully. Uh, I was I was going way too slow to keep well, up with you that day. So. Yeah, the ne- next one next one will be yours. I'll be chasing you. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes, I guess. That's it. That's it. Well, brother, you take care, and uh, and we'll talk again soon. All right, man. All right. Thanks so much for having me. 